0: the pragmatic doulas this is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other
1: interesting things birth may be a goddess but she doesn't want to be worshipped she wants to be respected she doesn't want incense she wants common sense
2: so i was hello all right (laughs) good morning Sorry, I said I was hitting record.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. And then I immediately remembered something that I was gonna say. I, I may have to take a call in the middle. So I'll just like mute myself and wave at you to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: you can do a little interpretive dance number for us. Would
0: well, that know. make it exciting. I am glamorously attired this morning in my old ratty nightgown. And yeah, look at that. We're wearing the same uh, thing. (laughs) My favorite murder hoodie. (laughs) And some very dog hair filled capris, uh, capri leggings. Oh, fine. They're not capris, they're capri leggings. And uh, yeah, that's, and that's my business. (laughs) It is. How I dress for podcast recording, that's my business.
1: 100%. Yeah. I'm a stretchy pants kind of person. Any any day, at capri, long, whatever. You'll oh pretty much God. always find me in one of two things. A shirt, a cotton shirt and leggings, or a cotton shirt and Levi's. That's my two looks.
0: Well, the other day I was going out and um, I had already gotten dressed to go out. Probably was going like to the grocery store or whatever, pick up something or something like that. And my cousin video called me from Nova Scotia, and uh, she goes, "Oh, you're dressed." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up! I'm always dressed." She's like, "No, but you're like dressed to go out." And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Let me see what you're wearing." So I showed her what I was wearing. She goes, "You're wearing jeans." And I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing jeans. She goes, you never wear jeans. <laughs> Which is also not true. I do wear jeans, but I strip them off as soon as I come in the house. I'm not wearing jeans in the house. That's craziness. Uh, <laughs> but I will wear jeans if I have to go out. I don't know why I'm sitting in thick, thick denim while I'm trying to be comfortable on my chair reading a book. That doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah. So my, my lack of love for jeans, Levi's or otherwise well-known far and wide
1: cool yeah <laughs> and that's your opening segment <laughs>
0: segment what are I'm you sure. wearing we know what kim's are. what do you wear on the bottom kim it's all Beans. good
2: i had jeans. okay i had i had to take my son to work today okay I didn't, I wouldn't want to get like stopped by a cop or something and be in like my PJ pants. That seems wrong.
0: <laughs> Wait, I don't even give a fuck if that ever, if that happened, like I would be, I'd be looking his face like officer, is it illegal? Is it illegal?
2: You'd probably be like, no ma'am, just continue on. You're free to go.
0: <laughs> I get, I'm not
2: getting involved in any of this crap. <laughs>
0: Yep, yep, yeah, that's all. Uh, Oh, don't
2: yawn. uh,
0: Sorry.
2: (laughs) Great, I'm going to have to edit that out because it sounds like a Matterhorn.
0: You know how to edit that out? You're good, that's good. You know how to edit that out?
2: I probably could if I tried.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I tried. If I gave a shit. If we give a shit. We don't. If you are, a are Well, I do, I I do actually
2: give a shit. You, Stephanie, however, do not give a shit. I'm not sure, I was thinking the other day, I'm not sure how we're actually partners. You and I are completely (laughs) different levels of decorum.
1: Yes. balance, 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 balance. You're you're like my work wife, like Roger, look at the difference between Roger and I, and we're married.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I I utterly feel for Roger. I'm I'm right there with him.
0: Always wanted to ask Roger if he needs a support group. (laughs) Need a support doula. I'm right there for you. Husbands with wild wives and how to live with them.
1: Yep. (laughs) Oh, poor Roger. But Roger is back to work, at least for the next three weeks. He uh he has to uh with the, a role that he's taken on, he has to go to, go to all the different centers in southern Ontario, all masked up and wearing a he's so he, I'll even tell you, I broke him down. He used to get dressed for work for for zooming for all of the Zoom calls all day. And I'm like, you know, you can't I get stopped up. getting dressed on the bottom. Like <laughs> fuck that noise. <laughs> That's why
2: I, I said. look I'm really like, good Dude. from the waist up. But I will admit, I stopped putting makeup on this week. I'm where I will put my glasses on so you can't actually see my eyes and the big
1: bags under them. Oh. Well, I did get him to stop wearing work pants every day, breaking them down a little bit, breaking them down a little bit.
0: <laughs> Unnecessary. When he's gone back to work, you mean that he's gone back in person to work?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, not permanently. It's just for something that's going on right now. Um, just until Saturday when the next lockdown happens. That's a good question. Yeah, we have yeah. been informed. Uh, I, I'm not, what does that even mean? A 28 day lockdown. Didn't we just have one? Like I don't even
0: listen. I don't listen anymore to any of that stuff. My daughter told me this morning. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, is that so? Okay. The grocery store is going to stay open. All right, then. Yeah. Because we're, where was I going before? that I'm not going now because it's a lockdown the answer is nowhere I mean my sister's house I haven't been and we and in the beginning my sister and I did do like a porch visit with her sitting on one end and me sitting on the other end it was like 12 15 feet apart we did do that and I did bring Ziggy over there which is when I first got Ziggy in July um but that's it where am i where was i going before that i'm desperate to get to again nowhere
1: i don't have that life i really don't so i don't know i don't know i think i mean a lot of small businesses will close again or the ones that were about to reopen will not be reopening so anybody who was looking to get their haircut or whatever will probably not be getting their haircut now
0: yeah me amy just need a
1: haircut
0: Looking at um YouTube videos about how to cut your own hair.
1: <laughs> oh, that's where we are, right eh? That oh, is exactly where we too... are. I'm
0: not gonna do, do it. I can't do it. Seriously? Oh, they've even, they even showed too brushes. fucking much of it, and it's
2: too <laughs> fucking curly to actually listen to her. Like those are curly Those are like waves. Oh no, that. this is so, like this about. is being slept
0: on after
2: three days.
0: So. They even have YouTube videos that show you how to, like, thin it out. Like, they have special scissors you can buy, and there's, like, a special technique they'll show you how to, like, thin out your hair. But I just
1: want to like,
2: deal weird. with all of this crap back here. I don't have eyes in the back of my head anymore. Yeah. It's, grown.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's weird. It's the way that they because you've got to like put it in the you've got to divide it all up in pieces and you have to put it in the front and do it like this way at an angle and i'm really bad at that kind of stuff angles yes. and you know blah 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 and you cut like this and you cut like this you don't just lop it off apparently like,
2: oh no no like we were doing like
0: this yeah. to ali's yeah, hair like cutting stuff. up yeah, yeah. To the so that the the edges are not blunt yeah. which is what i hate yeah. um You know, I'd probably like grab a pair of craft scissors and just hack off six inches or something, which would not be good. I mean, I think if I
2: if I hacked off six inches, I'd still be able to fix
0: like it Mm. would still
2: look okay. Like,
0: yeah,
2: I'm just I can't anymore. I'm. Yeah. However, having said that, I'm quite happy with this lockdown because, quite frankly, it's got to go. And I'm so, I am, you know, I am, I'm so fucking over people treating this like it's nothing. Yeah. My child got exposed. So that meant my entire house had to go into lockdown. My son couldn't go to work. My other son couldn't leave the house. None of us could do anything until we got a negative result. Mm -hmm. That's it. So my entire, I couldn't see my elderly. I couldn't do any of the things that I normally do. That's it. So when you fucking sit there and take the risk and go do something, keep in mind, you're affecting a whole bunch of other fucking people that you don't know. And you're being an asshole. I'm fucking done with it. That person at that dance class, that person at my daughter's dance class took a COVID test didn't know the results and sent their child off to school. That child tested positive, And now my whole family is being fucked over. Mm-hmm. That is the inconsiderate truth of all of this bullshit is people treating this like crap. And I'm done with it. Start looking after other people, not just your own selfish fucking interests. it's so
1: crazy. Like if you are in a position where someone you love has tested positive, and so you are then taking, and taking your family to get tested. You're not supposed to do anything until you, the test results come back. You're not supposed to yeah. send them to class. Common sense. You know that, and
0: I know that, but that bitch up in Ajax didn't know that. That's Or, crazy. or she did know that and didn't give a shit. Because right there. That's just common, that's just common sense. Don't hunker down a little bit until you get uh, a result. Come on. That's, that's
2: not lo- rocket science. It's not fucking do- rocket science. Yeah.
1: That's what we're doing today. Abby uh, <clears throat> woke up this morning for school. She goes to school only once a week. She goes to college. And uh, she did the review. And in being honest in the review, like the before you go to school, they all have to go through a testing process, uh, a vetting online. And she did. She woke up with a stuffy nose. It's a little bit runny. I mean, um, and... It's I mean it is that time of year, but you know
2: but you err on the side s- on it. the side of caution. Yeah.
1: we're not talking if about a has- goddamn
2: flu or the cold. We're talking about COVID 19 <laughs> that can put yeah. people in the fucking hospital and oh I don't know kill them.
1: Yes, yep, yeah. yeah. So
0: just- your-
2: we
1: have to go have the keep your the good old record. swab.
2: I'm a little fired up if you can't tell. I've actually been really up until this point been fairly calm and, you know, but my trying not to rile up my other son who is basically practically apoplectic with all of this stuff. (sighs) But he's off to work now. He's, we're fine. But fuck, I thought he was going to lose his goddamn mind. He was so upset and so, and he doesn't manage this stuff well, his, his depression and anxiety levels were through the goddamn roof, just so some kid could go to fucking dance class. It's not just about, you know, it's, we don't know what people are going through. We don't know how what we do affects other people because we think other people are just like us. But you don't understand that there are people out there that are suffering from mental health issues, that are suffering from health conditions that could that could jeopardize their, their life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I'm
0: so over this. <sighs> me too. And I mean, if I must say the premier and all the public health official people never call me to ask me my opinion. To their fucking detriment because it only again if you sprinkle a little dose of common sense if we are if you are in charge of the province if you're in charge of the province and you're going to institute a lockdown if that is what the experts have said is needed then everything needs to be locked down in the same way at the same time you cannot have some regions fully open, some regions partially open, some regions uh, locked down completely. It doesn't make any sense, whatever, because there aren't armed borders that separate no. Scarborough from Markham and Scarborough from Pickering, for instance, or Etobicoke from Mississauga or whatever. People will just drive over. Yep. they well, drive yeah, over. And That's
2: Allie's dances in Durham. So you know, we felt it was safe and we felt that, you know, that they were taking the precautions that were necessary. However, and this pissed me off too, we were told last Friday that the class would be, the, the times would be changed because one of the teachers was sick. Not COVID apparently, but one of the teachers was sick. Okay, fine, valid. So we have a different teacher that's coming in, but they can only come at this time, I guess. OK, no, I find out after the class that it's because they combined two classes. If I had known that, I wouldn't have sent her because her class has literally three people in it in a giant studio, and they're taped off by seven, bo- seven foot boxes. And I know her friends' parents treat this incredibly seriously. But because those two classes were combined, that's what happened. That dance studio should have told yeah. me that that was what was going on to happen. So I could have made a conscious choice to not send her.
0: Not yeah, send her, yeah.
2: Because I can't yeah. trust other people.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: now can't trust other people to do what they're supposed to do.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you can't. You never could, but we just no. hope that we can. And As my dad through. would say, live
2: in hope, die in despair. Thank you, Frank. So it's going to there, be- there's your Frankism for the
1: month. All of this is, um, yeah, the, like the the regional stuff, like the way that Australia handled this. Now, granted, Australia and New Zealand are islands. So they literally had a border of water around them. So other regions couldn't come into their region to change it, but they made it countrywide, right? The entirety of New Zealand, the entirety of Australia went into the same kind of lockdown at the exact same time. Um, and, and, and about- Australia is no, not. Not. not a small country. No, it's not. It's
0: not a small country. No, and that's why they surprise. did
1: it across the country, right? Like across the country, it was the same thing. Across the country, they had military at the airports for the vetting. At you were escorted, military escort, um, to your fourteen day stay in a hotel. Like, and they supplied it. You, they paid for it. They paid for food, um, and even for grocery shopping and stuff. You had your window that you were assigned to go do your grocery shopping, where you would print out your slip that was sent to you, um, or have somebody come with you. You you could have also a person to help you if you didn't have it. And they had people who were over a certain age have food delivered to them if that was their choice. So they they went they went wild, like they just absolutely owned the whole thing. But yes, this regional thing can't be it can't be regional that's like having a smoking section in a, in a restaurant mm-hmm. um, people work in like i i you know i moved to mississauga because roger works in mississauga but people work across regions which oh, yeah. means when they go across mm-hmm. regions they might have to stop for gas or get a drink or grab something to eat or have a run-in or you know anything so- or just something that you need for your house. It doesn't have to be groceries or whatever. But if you're if your
0: partner works in another region that isn't as locked down as yours is, and you yep. need that thingy to make sure that your back door stays locked. Yep. yep. And th- and your partner knows that, oh, this Lowe's or Rona or Home Depot is open. I'm going to stop there before I go home. It only yeah. makes sense so that I can get the thingy to keep my back door locked at night. <laughs> and then drive and back, back to my region, region and use it. And therefore, it doesn't make sense because you're, everybody's mixing anyway. So, yes, it's like having a smoking section in the middle of the restaurant. Yes. What is the point of that? Because yeah. all of the stuff you're trying to keep out is just going to go across the borders, because, go across the lines. And that's how we
1: it's how we function, and that's why I think, like you were saying, that we are Ontario-wide. It really needs to be Ontario-wide if we're going to lock down it past. In order for it to be effective, the way, yes. like, I see my fucking friends in Australia, out sitting in restaurants on patios and going to birthday parties with their family, you know, and because without. Ma- and without distancing, because they, they got real about the shit for a really short period of time. And they're still testing, but they haven't had, is it something like two months now? They haven't had, two months ago, they had two cases. And, but in two months, they haven't had a, an, a case. Well, listen, we don't
0: even have to, I'm just trying to see if I can get numbers. We don't even have to go all the way across the world. We don't have to go all the way across the world to to find out how to do this, do this thing. Um, All you got to do is, like I said, my cousin lives in Nova Scotia and guess what? Nova Scotia has, has done so much better than we have because when they locked down, they locked down everywhere and nobody was allowed to come. So Nova Scotia is almost an island. Yeah. But they still and have I, a shared border with, with um, New Brunswick. They, nobody was allowed to come in or out. Sorry. No. Yeah. And then they expanded it to the Atlantic bubble. Yep. There's, there's and then when shit started Atlantic building, bubble bubble. they closed that bubble back down again. Oh, no, yes. And they weren't a, afraid to say it. No. So
1: they have 42 cases. Yeah, my 42 aunties cases were over 2,000. My family is in Victoria, BC on the island. And same thing, they locked down that ferry system. You had to, sh- if you wanted to go back and forth on that ferry, you had to show that you were going to work um, and you had a window, a period, a window period to go. They don't have the ferries running all the time any longer. So it's, uh, they, they shut that down and they're doing quite well even though right over on the mainland, they're not doing so well. So, uh, so you I mean, need
0: to pretend you're an island. Yeah. And all the borders that you share need to, I'm sorry, people in uniforms, people like big guys with sunglasses and uniforms on there telling you, you can't come in. Sorry, people in Manitoba. What are you coming to Ontario for? Line up all the Mounties. <laughs> the uh, uh, sorry, the <laughs> sorry, Quebecers. What are you coming to Ontario for? Like, why you don't you, even like us anyway. So here? fucking stay in your own province. <laughs> That's right. So... Um, those are the two two, and of course the the African border has been closed for a long time and people have been doing stupid shit there too but so yes admittedly it's a little bit harder for us than it is for for places that are surrounded by and large by water but it's absolutely possible if everything is locked down guess what the people from Manitoba and from Quebec and other places are not going to want to come here because there ain't nothing to do no So. Uh, so this is what I mean. I don't know why they don't call the pragmatic doulas. The thing is, just, fix this I'm shit. Tired. I'm, I'm not tired of the pandemic.
2: I'm tired of the stupidity. I'm tired of the people standing there going, "Oh, but I need my hair again." Oh, but I so there was a. I wanted to. Oh my god! I wanted to fucking scream. There was a, this was not the topic of this particular podcast, but I was watching the news last night, global news, and there was a woman on. Her son was, had tested positive, or someone in her son's class had tested positive. So now the son had to isolate. And as a result, the family had to isolate for 14 days or whatever. And she was all pissed off and going nuts Mm. that her daughter didn't have any schooling to do so her daughter is like she's just like on tiktok and playing on the computer and computer games it doesn't make any sense she should be doing so fucking give her something to do why is the tdsb responsible for that if your child is in is in lockdown for whatever reason call them and say hey can you give me some work for my kid to do and by the way sitting there with your nice little pixie cut that looks all fresh and your nails that look all brand new hmm i'm not feeling all that story for you you stupid bitch where'd you get those from you little white blonde hair cut nice little nails and your makeup Fuck off i have no sympathy for you whatsoever
0: um so so people i'm a former homeschooling parent so I was responsible for all of my children's education. I don't know. We homeschooled for like over twenty years, and I have five children. Um, you, you, you can take charge of your children, and you can actually, you you can do it. Really can, and you can say, this situation is happening. School in school, but that doesn't mean that learning needs to stop. All of the stuff that I used in my homeschooling life it's all available out there. as a matter of fact it's even easier now because you can get everything online I used to have to like go to places and pick stuff up and and travel you don't have to do that anymore you can get math workbooks uh spelling grammar novels are available 24 7 you can get science kits and experiments you can, you can get language, like every single solitary educational tool is available to you. And if you don't have the finances, the resources or the wherewithal to order educational materials online, there's always outside. The thing is you have to be engaged. This is what, this is the complaint. This is at the root of the complaint yep. Yep. is that you actually have to be the one instead of the teacher who is engaging your kids I understand it's not always easy for everybody I get it I get it I get it but the people who are whining the most and complaining the most yeah are usually the ones who have the most privilege the people who can't afford to buy educational materials and just are really struggling to get through day by day those people are not the ones who are posting all the time on on social media griping about how they're tired of, of this and, they're, and and so on. And I get the jokes about my kids are home all day. Blah, blah, blah. I love those. I love those. Yep. I, I never want to stop seeing those <laughs> hilarious memes and videos about how hard it is to be with your kids all day. Cause I know it's true. It yep. is hard. It is. It requires a huge mind shift thing to happen. And if people are always waiting, waiting with bated breath to, open the door and let the kids back. It's like summer holidays, right? Every year waiting and waiting for Labor Day to come so they can go back to school. But this is like, you don't know. You don't know when they're gonna go back. And so it's it's, it's hard. So you just gotta do a mind shift thing and realize that they're yours. Yeah.
2: And, and, and it's as you say, like learning doesn't have to be sitting down with a book and writing out no. numbers. No. Learning is life. Tromping through the
0: woods. Chopping through the woods. And,
1: Collecting
0: it, and, if
2: you're, sticks. and let's be honest, we're in a fucking pandemic. If your kid wants to spend the day on fucking TikTok, who cares? Just let it go. That's right. Oh my God. Just who cares? Go. That's,
0: that's a big part of what you can do too. Let it go. Just let it go. Let go. <laughs> All of those expectations. So instead of like uh, uh, 45 minutes of TikToking, they're doing three hours of TikTok. Okay. It's unprecedented time. Break out and become a TikTok star. There's your new career. Who
1: cares?
0: Become a TikTok expert. Turn TikTok into a learning expert because that's what I would do. Everything became curriculum. Everything is curriculum. 100%. All life issues are curriculum. Make it a teachable moment. TikTok. Let's do it. Make family TikToks.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I feel better for having released all that energy because honest to God, I've been saving it up since Monday night.
1: I've been sitting
2: over there trying to be that pillar of strength for my children and now that it's good and we're negative, I can now release it. So It's like either having a giant ugly cry or just verbally vomiting all the crap you've been holding in And thank you for listening.
1: (laughs) Good night. Tip your waitress. Good night. (laughs) And now for our land acknowledgement. Shit, I forgot all about that. (laughs) And then we will move to a topic. Which we actually have. We do. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been on the ball for topics. It is my turn for the land acknowledgement. All right. I would like to begin by acknowledging the land on which the three of us gather, but particularly me over here in Peel region. Um, It's part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit for thousands of years, indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. I would also like to point out something that I found interesting um, mid acknowledgement here. I can acknowledge that prior to colonization, there was no homelessness. Everyone had a- had a place in their community regardless mm-hmm. regardless of what you had because it was a community so- regardless
0: of their ability to produce regardless of productivity Yep, right. that's what it's all about for us right yes. So you don't have a job that
1: can pay for a place for you to live so therefore you have no place to live that's it correct so In particular, I'd like to acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, the Huron-Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. Um, I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to work here on this land, and by doing so, and sharing this, I want to give respect to its first and true inhabitants. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right. Um, so what are we talking about? It's not even Halloween. We're going to talk about woo. <laughs> we're going to talk about Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about woo. This is April 1st. We're, we're recording All this. Right.
1: On. It's April Fool's Day. It, it is. April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. so before we get to woo then, are you guys are you guys pranking your kids at all? No.
0: No. Nah. Yeah, I'm because my kids are way we smarter than me, trust They're gonna enough. prank me back. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not opening that
1: can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Retaliation I, I, and revenge. I always <laughs> I prank. I always prank. And I don't know that anyone has ha- has the wherewithal for it to be funny because everything is just so raw. Right now, I think everyone's emotions are just a little raw. and So things mm-hmm. that I have done in the past is I've short my kids. Um, you know, like uh, when they were really little, I'd short-shoe them with like a pair of their socks in the toes of their shoes before they had to put them on to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, put saran wrap outside their, their bedroom door so when they open their door in the morning and they're all bleary-eyed to come out, they walk right into the saran wrap. Um, or my kids like to eat cereal, so I'd put like... Uh, green water green food coloring in their milk so they go to pour it and green would come out so but i don't you think you truly they are a 16 year old boy <laughs> i am um <laughs> i have done many things along those lines i would yeah. like to point out actually that
2: this is not of course this is going to air next week but for anybody this is not the joke to tell people that you're pregnant and then oh, April fools were not. We see that a lot um, as doulas and whatnot in the birthing world. And that is unfair and insensitive to those who cannot have babies who are trying really hard to have babies who are maybe having miscarriages and can't have babies and just stop it. It's not funny.
1: Yes. In yeah. particular, um, my, my client, uh, lost a baby four months ago and then she lost another one yesterday. And that was the first thing that came to mind, uh, after she called me Yikes. was that someone's she's, I hope that she just stays off of social media. Um, now, unfortunately her job literally is social media. Oh, shit. So I'm hoping oh, that she just avoid everything today and give herself some space and grace to, uh, avoid all of it for as long as she can. The the current feed anyway. It is not okay. uh, It is not funny.
0: People are so insensitive and thoughtless. And the... As we've already expressed. (laughs) Yeah. um, The idea that people don't all live as you do It's taking such a long time for it to infiltrate the brains of everybody because I still can't believe when people have gender reveal parties. Because that notion that gender is made up hasn't trickled down to people yet. So I see them, everybody's like all jumping around and clapping and oh yeah, oh my God, it's a boy, it's a girl. Okay, I know that that's something that's in. And conditioned in us for a very long time but I also know that what the ha- where have you been especially if you've been on social media you've not been so even though you're one of those people in the camp who absolutely does not believe that gender is made up that people who believe that there are two fixed genders and that's all okay fine I mean not fine but you know what I mean um but it's taking such a long time for it to trickle down to people to say well a gender reveal party is kind of dumb if we all know that it's all made up so if you have pink I don't know, powder or confetti coming out of the thing. um, What it means is we are going to condition this baby inside of us to be a girl because they have female appearing genitalia. That's what you're saying, really. But that notion, that idea has not trickled down to most people yet. So when I see gender reveal parties, I'm just like, what? When I hear those those stupid jokes about ha 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 I thought I'm pregnant oh no I'm not when I hear see those I also think the same thing where are you where do you live and do you not pay attention to the the mood of the room which is called this world yeah yeah and
1: you're missing so much beauty and you know Suze I know that um you had shared with me that you followed Jeffrey Marsh right around the time that I started following him if anyone yes wants some beauty, some, some joy, some some understanding, even if you don't understand, but you're curious, or you don't want to be angry about whatever you're angry about, please go follow Jeffrey Marsh on Instagram. I love, I love every time his name pops up, and I watch all of his stories, and I don't watch all of anybody's stories, except for, except for for
0: Jeffrey's. Jeffrey with a J
1: yeah, and Jeffrey
0: has the most lovely way of saying things of putting things of actually responding to people who are hateful and mean to them and it it feels like a hug every time I watch one of Jeffrey's videos it really and truly feels like a hug and there is nothing that they ever say that makes me think no, everything that I get from that account is always yes. I always end up feeling yes. That's right. That's so. That's it right there. Yeah, one of my favorite people ever on Instagram. I think it's the is it the Jeffrey Marsh or just Jeffrey Marsh? I don't know something like that.
1: Yeah, it's Jeffrey have, with a J. <clears throat> yes, if you look up Jeffrey Marsh with a J, you'll, you will find Jeffrey Marsh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just a beautiful, beautiful human being yeah I can't help but smile yeah just thinking about their feed (laughs) yeah
0: Uh and let me tell you something about those makeup skills I also I also look forward to seeing Jeffrey's face because they have the most bluest beautiful eyes like you feel like you can just dive into a pool on a summer day that's what that's what their eyes look like and um color. Colors that they put on for makeup, beautiful, gorgeous. So just looking
1: at Jeffrey's face is a treat. I love Jeffrey in pink. It. They <laughs> really. That's they their color. Absolutely, their color.
0: Sorry, I think the dog is taking a poop in the corner. Keep going. Talk amongst oh. yourselves. <laughs> what you doing?
1: Well, that's is your dog pooping in the corner?
0: <laughs> My no, dog. I'm sorry. Talking. She was. She was not. I accused her unfairly, but she looked at me very offended, like, what? I'm just sitting here licking my parts. What's your problem? (laughs) That's my business. (laughs) Ah. So our official topic today is woo factor. The woo factor in birth and in life, frankly, I guess. And how much you embrace it as a doula, as a birth worker, or how much you reject it as a doula, as a birth worker, and in regular life also. That's what I wanted to talk about. How much of the, what is the woo, what is, give me some examples of what's woo for you.
1: What's woo for you? Something that's really woo, like epically woo. Mm. I'm going to share a story, which I've shared with you two before about a particular birth worker who, came to a birth that I was attending and on simple grazing of eyes over this parent, recognized that something was up with positioning. And I knew there was something up with positioning as well, but the way I was managing it was much more hands-on. We were changing positions and such. And this birth worker came in and had my client um, take a breath and stop and they just put hands over them. Not touching? Not touching, just put hands over them where this Mm. malposition was happening. And then maybe it felt like forever but it was probably only 60 seconds later, whispered to my client, are you ready to bring your baby now? And my client, fetal ejection reflex kicked in right then and we've been 10 for a bit without anything like that and it was just this most peaceful thing and that baby was born pretty short pretty shortly thereafter there was no pushing or anything like that it was just like this amazing fetal ejection reflex kicked in and and that baby was born shortly thereafter and this that, that was just like my woo rating was like 10 like it was like what did I just experience with this wise, wise person who recognized something and knows something about themselves for what they could offer in that moment, did it, and then that baby was born. Um, And it was just a general, we we were pretty peaceful and joyful in that room. Um, This person had been through some very intense trials and tribulations in their life. And this was really a culmination of joy in having this baby. So, and this just topped it off. So yeah, that, that was an epic Reiki style woo. If you want, some people call it Reiki, other people just call it knowledge, whatever you want to call it, but it was exactly what it needed to be. Cause that baby yeah. moved and that fetal ejection reflex kicked in. Cool.
0: You saw woo! it happen. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, look, in all the weeks that we've had this on the table as a topic, I was gonna say, well, I got to think about what, which, which ones are the woo things I embrace and which ones I reject, which ones, and, and I kept on having a hard time doing that until you were just talking, and I realized I think that I. Okay, she's gone. Oh, there she is. I, I think that I embrace. No, maybe embrace is not the right word. I accept all woo. I don't practice all woo, and I don't understand a lot of woo, but I accept that it's there. And that for some people, the woo is strong in them. (laughs) The the, the force of the woo is very, very strong in some people. and, and, And if those individuals are able to harness that, weird and amazing things can happen i've seen it so i can't i can't deny the woo because i've seen it with my own two eyes i am just not i I am in some ways but my woo is still still grounded in pragmatism and right here on this earth i can't live um, in the clouds i have to live down here but i accept that that stuff exists and happens and i know it's real and i know it's true i'm just not very adept or i haven't been trained or i haven't learned how to harness it to move in in a lot of ways through life there are some ways that i have but yeah that's my general feeling about the woo but what kind of things are we talking about
1: reiki well, crystals 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 yes. are really common <clears throat> Well, I would say for an exception, for like a totally mainstream individual, something like acupuncture could be considered the woo. Naturopathy, seeing a a doctor using using essential oils, using homeopathics. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are all things that I think for many people fall very much into the woo area. Yeah that's true. For for me,
2: the woo is, is that, I mean, I think, how do I say this? I too believe there's something in the energy, in the flow of the world and what you put out, you get back and all of that stuff and, you know, intentions. And I, and I feel very strongly about not necessarily the secret or you know throwing your intentions out and blah 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 i mean i do to a certain extent and that's only because i've actually seen that happen in my life however i don't live by it if that makes sense like when when i throw stuff into the universe and it comes back with what my intention was it's always like oh wow cool that's great (laughs) like i don't go oh that happened so now i need to do it every single day and i need to do xyz but um, I am very, very, very much aware of that mind and body connection, which when you look at maybe some of our clients, uh, mine in particular, are always amazed by that and, and don't necessarily grab on to sort of that mind. And I teach about the mind-body connection during my classes and stuff because if we're going into this with a certain mindset, guess what? That's what's going to happen, right? But I know it's hard for some of my, my clients and my students to be like, oh, wow, she's like, she's really up there. And really, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe under that stratosphere <laughs> to a certain extent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I had a, I haven't necessarily experienced, I've experienced a few things, I suppose, Um, but I had one, and this was at St. Mike's actually, I was at a birth years ago, I don't even know if that nurse is still there, and I can't remember the client either, but I remember standing there, and after the baby was born, and the client was a little bit stressed, and I was, you know, talking to them to try and, you know, make them calm and relax, which is, my job. And this nurse, who I guess was actually the baby's nurse, but the baby was skin to skin, the nurse is like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do something here. Okay, just you relax. And she was like, I guess was kind of like Reiki, but she was like, picking the negativity and stress away from her um, and getting it, you know, under her neck and not actually touching her, but like picking at the air, like she was picking, you know, apples off a tree. And And I'm sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? And again, this was like years ago. And I'm thinking, well, okay. Um, and she's like, and are you okay? Do you, How do you feel? And she's like, yeah, I feel okay. And the client's eyes were closed. So I'm not sure she realized her aura was being picked, but it was kind of odd to see a nurse do this. Like it wasn't like it was another birth worker or things like that. Not that nurses aren't in labor and delivery aren't necessarily birth workers, but it was very odd to see that when you consider what we usually see from nurses um just get the epidural blah, 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 things like that so it was like wow and of course her husband was standing sort of uh beside me and the look on his face was like <laughs> okay <laughs> but it seemed to calm her down which was i mean that was the point of it right but yeah i've never seen anybody have their aura picked <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and so auras are real because everybody has energy surrounding them. Everything is energy. It's just we that we can, some people yeah. say some, we are energy. Some people say that they can see the auras around people. I believe that. I can't. I don't no, I, but I don't I know can how feel to feel
2: the energy around people.
0: I can sometimes feel the energy around people also, but my, I really really believe in intention. So if we if we if we even just focus on you mentioned crystals a minute ago, Stephanie, crystals are just rocks. That's that's actually they're just rocks. That's one way to look at them. They're just rocks. Or we can look at those, those pretty rocks and we can imbue them with deep, deep, deep meaning. And we can have so that's this is my I know that there are people who maybe feel differently who say no, they actually have powers or of some kind or that there are certain elements in the earth that have certain powers whatever powers certain rocks or elements have it's to me it's just energy that's what that power is it's energy and I believe that I can Im- Im- what's, infuse my energy my intentions into this thing this crystal or those is my meditation bracelet. I've mentioned it before, it's just cheapy old, you know, they're made out of some kind of whatever, rocks or beads or whatever, but I don't believe that when they're sitting in the store, just in a bowl with a bunch of other rocks that they have anything special about them until I say, this is the one that I want, this is the one that I'm going to use for my meditation, and I wear it every day, and I refer to it every day, I'm infusing it with my energy, which is my intention. My intention is to make this a special thing to help guide me through my meditations. And it can be anything. So if you have a crystal, and it's your intention to use that to cleanse the room, this is how I feel about sage and cleansing. To me, that bundle of sage, lit or unlit, means nothing until... Somebody picks it up and believes that it's going to cleanse the room. And then it does. But there is nothing inherently sacred or meaningful. This is so, I'm saying it slowly because this is so anti what I was taught as a child in Sunday school. <laughs> There's nothing sacred about anything until we make it sacred. Well, it's like money. That's, money
2: has that's no That's how value. I feel. Money has no value until we put that value
0: on it. It's the same thing. Gold and diamonds mean nothing. There's metal and rock. Yep. But because we say it's valuable, it somehow becomes valuable. Um, And and then it is like when you see a diamond and a piece of glass, the diamond has way more value. Um, So that's how I feel about the woo. The, the, The energy is what matters the intention is what matters. one in everything it's energy and intention is what matters. if the energy is bad, the intention is not there, nothing nothing can happen. nothing happens. except nature has its own energy too and is continuing on without us. like nature doesn't give a shit what we think <laughs> about. that's true. About hurricanes and t- tornadoes, tsunamis, snowstorms and whatever. nature just keeps on doing whatever she wants to do and we put meaning in the fact that this is happening versus that happening and the stars and the moons and all of that. Nature's just doing her thing. Yeah, and We are trying to interpret it constantly. So rocks are from nature, sages from nature, uh, essential oils, they all come from nature and they only have meaning when we imbue them with meaning. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. So that's my attitude towards the woo. Because I will work with clients who don't believe any of this shit. Nope. (laughs) Nope. None of that. They don't want to hear none of that. And I'm like, that's fine. None of that shit will make any difference to you then. Because the energy is different and the intention is what it is. So that's it. So we move forward and we talk about epidurals and cervical exams. And we talk about all the clinical stuff that they really care about. And that is all. And then I have other people who are just like, before we get started, can we just sit for a minute, Suzanne? <laughs> I have clients like that. I've had a client like that. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm totally into that because I respect the energy and the intention behind all of that. Even as religious clients who want to pray, or have, I've had clients, religious clients who have, I had a very, very, very Catholic client who had a little, a little locket of a saint. I don't know who the saints are, but whoever the saint is that cares for women in childbirth pinned to her inside her bra and she would clutch it and say a prayer every now and then and absolutely respected that it's not a part of my tradition or belief system but I absolutely believe that it's helpful for her 100 percent. yes because of the intention and the energy that she's putting behind it yep right yep
2: I mean I've had clients you know listening to the Quran and you know and you know praying in the middle of labors and things mm-hmm. like that 100% mm-hmm. how can i support you in doing that if that's what you mm-hmm. need if that's mm-hmm. what's going to help and and everybody to get through this and be calm and happy and joyful pff, i'm 100% there i've never had any um it's funny uh, I'm not religious uh, per se, but it's almost like. Uh, never mind. I probably shouldn't say this, but I was. Say uh, um, What? Well, Wait, like, when has that ever been a rule? <laughs> so, I know I don't want. I never want to look like an idiot, but um, it's almost like organized religion is almost more accepted than, say you know, the crystals and the woo and the, you know, Mm -hmm. the spirits and whatnot. When, Mm -hmm. when in reality, they're almost exactly the same thing, right? They're just what we've put into it. But because, you know, there's, you know, millions of people stand behind this particular thing versus, you know, this particular thing. It doesn't, it's, we shouldn't really think that way. Whatever your spiritualism is, whatever your identity as far as, you know, moving you forward in this world, whatever that looks like for you. I'm 100% there. Because look, what I do in my life, which I never really talk about, but what I do in my life to move my life forward. People would probably look at that and go, "Well, she's nuts." But just because there's no, you know, fancy book that sold 100 billion copies, right? It's just, it's just how I interpret my life and how I'm going to get through it. All Mm -hmm. the
1: witchy things that I do. I kind of love when I am out wooed by a client. When they show up and they've got all their woo, whether it be something biblical or something witchy or something of the natural path, it is, I love being out wooed learning something new and learning something new and and really watching somebody else embrace how their intention manifests so I had a client who um who who has a strong connection to crystals crystals was was their jam their connection their intention Um, and they were so passionate about it and it had been part of their life since they were a child that they wanted to share certain things with me about childbirth, um, and what was interesting is I hear often how doulas will bring crystals and stuff to births, but for me, I feel like that would be bringing my intentions into someone else's space. But I understand how some people might want that. You're with the right client who wants you to bring your intentions. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're, or if you're both into the same thing. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah but this particular client um, really, really connected with, uh, I've got them written down here, Amethyst, Moonstone, Chrysocola, and Rose Quartz. And those four specifically for birth had had particular powers or energies or carried those intentions Mm -hmm. for her. Um, Amethyst was a natural uh, tranquilizer for cooling the mind so that you didn't fear the intensity of what was happening. Um, Moonstone is for before, during, and after your birth. Uh, Again, it is for, it's Moonstone is for divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And so for holding it, you're connecting to all those who have birthed before you. Um, Let's see, Chrysocola was empowering energy of of goddess or, or those who have birthing folks who have come before you. Um, reduces the tension around, again, the intensity of what labor brings. And rose quartz, um, I think most people know that it's the, it's the unconditional love stone. It's the heart stone, the heart chakra stone that people use when they're experiencing trials and tribulations. Um, and I didn't know what this would look like. She told me that they would be part of their birth and, and brought them to the birth. But this was next level. These rocks were soaking in a water that had been blessed um, or an oil that had been blessed. And her partner, based on how she was moving through her labor, would pull them out and rub them on her, and on different parts of her body. And it was amazing. And again, this is the belief, this is the intention that these rocks would bring to the, her labor. Her, her partner would touch her with these and rub them in like on the back of her neck or uh, on her breastbone or something like that, or, or on the inside of her wrist. And the entire energy would just change in the room. And she was someone who didn't wanna to be touched at all during labor unless it was like this. She didn't like rubbing, she didn't like massaging, she didn't like acupuncture or acupressure or any of those things. Um, she wanted words of affirmation and and these these stones. And it was so, so, so beautiful, but... Or not, but also the same energy was felt not three weeks earlier at another labor where the partner was putting hands over his wife and praying for her while she labored. And it was the same feeling, the same attention, the same intention, the same connection. Yes,
0: yes, that's it
1: feeling in a room of respecting that birth in person's process.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the woo factor really is saying this matters to me and that's, it's important that it matters to me. And so I'm going to put things in place and people in place where this stays important to me and to everyone else who walked in that room. When that intention is strong, other people walk in that room and they get on board or they shut the fuck up. Either get get on, Same thing with hypnobirthing. You've got that track playing in the background, the light's low, all that, the, you know, your, I do have the little battery operated candles I bring um, and I, I put around when it's really low in there and everyone does slow down. Sometimes they'll even comment that they're gonna come in here for their break because this is the most relaxed room on the floor. Um, it All of those things, hypnobirthing, chakra crystals, your prayer, it it all falls into woo but woo doesn't mean it doesn't have impact woo doesn't mean it's out there it's actually really right in here it's in that room it's in that relationship it's your own woo it's your woo and we we can disagree on the source yeah sure we because
0: i i personally don't believe that that matters right some people do some people do believe that it matters that you have to believe in the same sources they do so uh, for instance i'm going through some things in my life right now with my kids and I have a very large extended family. I would say three quarters of them are pretty strong religious people, like strong Christian beliefs. Um, not pushy, but strong. And my belief is that those prayers are pretty much the same as my meditation. Yeah. So when I was going through my stuff, I asked my, my Christian relatives, my Christian family members who I know love me, love my children. I ask them, please, can you pray for us? And they know me well enough to know that this doesn't mean that I'm ready to get baptized tomorrow or anything like <laughs> that. <laughs> they know me better than that. They they know that for me, that means energy. When you are praying fervently, that energy that you're putting out, that love that you're pouring out for me and my family means something in the same way that my meditations when i'm putting energy into my meditation about me and my family it's the same it's the same thing whether or not i believe that my that their prayers are like going to a particular being who then will intervene i'm not interested in any of that that doesn't matter to me what matters is their intention as they're praying and i trust them enough to know that their intentions are always good um and that's how i can support People who are religious, even when I don't, even when I don't believe exactly the source of what they're believing, because true religious people, all religions have that same thread running through them. Yeah, it's the same thread running through them. They just might have some people use crystals, some people use prayer, some people pray in this way and they pray in that way and whatever. It expresses in all kinds of different ways, but the energy and intention behind it is the same, and that is why I I do embrace the woo. I just don't necessarily understand all of it. But when I hear about people wanting to have this or that at their birth, I'm like, show me, tell me, what do I do? Yeah. How can I make it good for you like this? This is not about clinical stuff. The clinical stuff is happens when it happens. I remember that same, same client who had the, was it St. Christopher? Is it St. Christopher? I don't know. I use the patron anyway, saint might be travelers. The, oh, Christopher. So I, I, I have a St. Christopher <laughs> medal in my car. <laughs> Yes. Okay, well, that's what I was thinking, St. Christopher if Um, Whenever she would have a cervical exam that were extremely uncomfortable for her, she would hold on to this little thing and say her, and breathe and say her, and that got her through the cervical exam. So that's a perfect example of how the, the clinical aspect and the woo aspect can be used together to make the experience <laughs> better for birthing people. And it is also about respect for your client's beliefs um and it's not hard for me because i'm open to all of it and i respect where it comes from so some got, people are going to have issues with it though
2: but uh mm-hmm. patron saint uh saint gerard Malia or saint monica
0: who's the, the patron saint of women in childbirth
2: yeah i think
0: yeah, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but she, she did have saint it pinned inside of her bra. Yeah, there's a patron saint of everything. You know, a lot of saints around. Yep. But I'm all, once upon a time, once upon a time, you know what I did? I had, um. There's a
2: patron saint for hockey teams. Just. A, just so you know. What just the
0: can, hell? You can invoke the power. <laughs> I had a I had a goddess in every room in my house, for ev- for different reasons, like Quan Yin in the kitchen, the goddess and Hera, goddess the Greek goddess of the home and hearth and Demeter. I, I had a goddess in either a picture or a little statue. There was this cool little shop downtown that I used to go to to get my little goddess things, um, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> Last week, my daughter and I went to a place because she wanted to buy tarot cards. Right. We ended up buying tarot cards, right? So we went to this place. And as we were standing in line uh, in this shop, I hadn't been there for a long time. And my sensibilities and things that I've learned has changed (laughs) since then. And the store is owned by couple of white ladies um, which is fine which is great that's okay but they were selling so much individual um, indigenous Uh,
1: spirituality things Jesus
0: Christ Like dream uh, captors everywhere and I thought to myself who made them who's profiting from them and who's going to buy them and use them in whatever way they want, and Nadia said, "This store is kind of cultural appropriating, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yes." I <laughs> never really, I never noticed that before because they have also they have the crystals, they have the beads, they have meditation bowls, so they have a lot of Buddhist meditation things. Um, and I really wanted to get like a meditation bowl, and then I said, "I feel kind of, I'm not sure." When, when I asked her, they have a huge selection of tarot cards. And I asked her, do you have any tarot cards that represent? Because the original tarot cards were um, made by like a white guy, a white European man. I said, but they've evolved so many different kinds of tarot cards. And I said, do you have any tarot cards that represent me? Where the images represent me? And she goes, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> I'm a woman. I identify as a woman. And I identify as a Black woman. I also identify as a woman of color. So do you have any cards that would reflect me and my experience? And she did give me one. It was a goddess tarot deck, which is an official uh, tarot deck um, that has goddesses from all different parts of the world, including African goddesses, Caribbean goddesses, South American goddesses, Asian goddesses, has all of them. So I felt comfortable with that, but um, she was blank. Blank. because the, the very first one that she told me about was the reader weight or what writer weight or whatever it's called, the original um, tarot deck that has all European archetypes and so on. And then Nadia, my daughter said to me, well, uh, you technically being a multiracial person, I can use any one of them and, and I'm not <laughs> doing anything wrong. I can use European uh, goddess symbolism, African goddess symbolism, Asian goddess symbolism, and I'm okay. But that's, I didn't want I go, that will get very expensive very fast. So no, I'm not going to do that. But we, we do need to be careful about that stuff. If you're conscious about that stuff, you know better, you do better. So no, I'm not going to hang a dream catcher up and over my bed because that's not my unless it was gifted to me from somebody like an indigenous person and the intentions and energy behind it are different, not selling a whole bunch of commercially manufactured dream catchers um, for profit in your shop. We that do have a dream really
2: catcher special. in our house um, mm-hmm. in Will's room, but it was purchased from an indigenous folk. Yeah, I didn't buy it at yeah. the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: speaking of flea market (laughs) yeah exactly my, my mother embraces the woo like every kind of woo like everything from christianity through um like she she sages she all sorts of woo crystals you name it my mom will embrace it if she believes that it brings her it closer to her mother who has passed so really what I've recognized in my mom is all of these things really are representative of her trying to find some sort of, I don't know, some people call it closure, connection, whatever it is with her mom, who she lost when she was 18. is was what, right before she got pregnant with me. And, um, and she sees things all the time. So she'll say that she's seen, has seen this and seen that and, um, and that her mom is trying to talk to her and who am I to say that she's not? it's, um, but Mm -hmm. my mom is also the most frugal person you've ever met in your life. So she mentioned to me, she's like, when are you doing your next Walmart order um, for, for curbside pickup? I'm like, next Saturday, probably. Why? She's like, can you order me that Sage kit? I'm like, no, I will not. Walmart has a Sage kit in pretty packaging and plastic and I'm like, did not like, know that. Yes, and she's like, well, why won't you? I'm like, where do you think that's, you're, what you're trying to clear space in your house, right? And you learned about this from an indigenous person. Do you think that indigenous person gets it from Walmart? Who do you think is going to benefit from you spending your money on what you learned and using it at Walmart? I'm like, so I won't mm-hmm. do that for your mom. And I will do anything for my mother, the shit I have done for my mother. I, I will do anything for her, but I won't do that. And I asked her to go check it out. I said, I want you to go read on why it's important for you to not do that. Cause if you believe in all of this and if this is important to you and if humanity is important to you then you need to, to know it. Um, and then we'll talk about it. I'd love. This isn't like me telling you you're a bad person. You're trying to do something good for yourself, but you, know, you learned this stuff from an indigenous person and you're not going to support Walmart as, as a result of that. <laughs> But okay, yes, they so have, this uh, is what, I
0: don't, this is what I don't understand about white people. Please tell me. This is I like, do not understand this about white people. Why do you not think, why do white people not think that their part of the world is just as deeply spiritual and has, you guys have your own stuff. We do. So why do you need to use uh, sage from indigenous traditions to clear your house and to and to create positive energy i'm 100 sure that western european eastern european peoples ha- had That's spiritual beliefs 100 where are they how much energy are you investing into looking up your own shit and incorporating that into your life it's just too easy too convenient often harmful and problematic to just reach for what's convenient and what's cool or trendy, that's the problem. Because clearing your space, that is just one example. But saging your house is only one way to clear your space. And it stems, it has indigenous origins, right? There probably there may even be other cultures that use sage to clear space too. I don't know, but there there might be. But for instance, my mother is super Christian. And when you move into a new house, you do literally bring the pastor over and people over, and they bless the house. There's like a house blessing thing that they do. And if you have that energy and the intention, that to me clears this Uh-oh. phase. When you boys were moving out of our first apart- first little basement apartment we had together, and we're moving out of there. The last night that we spent there, we sat in a circle and we lit candles and we held hands and we talked about all our good memories and we cried and we thanked the house for holding that, being our home. And it felt so beautiful, so peaceful, so warm. It felt like a clearing. And we said, whoever lives here, that was one of the things we wanted to say, whoever lives here after us, hopefully they will have just as much happy days as we had here. And then we blew the candles out and we moved, we walked away from that house and i made that up i didn't read that somewhere it didn't come from any particular tradition i just did that with my boys because i felt it was important so that you you also can make up your own traditions and you can dig into your own ancestry and your own roots and find your own shit to do you don't have to appropriate other people's stuff and be problematic problematic and sketchy and you know borderline racist Not, not necessary. You got your own stuff. Your people come from Scotland. Let me tell you the deep, deep traditions that Scots, the Scots have. Give me a break. Irish people, French, wherever in the world your people come from, look deeply into what they used to do and see if that has meaning for you and incorporate it into your life. You don't have to, you know,
2: use sage. I was, uh, I mean, I was going to say, you know, creating, I think for many well for me it would be you know a matter of yeah creating your own your own new woo right but because when I look at Irish and Scottish when you know for so many goddamn hundreds and hundreds of years it's been so steeped in actual organized religion like catholicism and protestantism and things like that and i can't get behind that like i can't i can't go there because that's not where particularly catholicism um Mm -hmm. i can't get there so it's a matter of for me you know being irish and scottish is really digging even further back where there wasn't always written history and whatnot and hoping to god that what i you know might find is actually that so i mean it's it's hard but it can be done
0: it's hard but it's there it's yeah. totally you totally got because because there was a start christianity started at some point in the in the uk and there were deep deep traditions and belief systems before the romans came and brought christianity with them yeah really it, deep right? and there's the druids were there. The goddesses were all there. All of those belief systems are there, and you've just and the books about them, and uh, the people are still practicing those things, and they they really really mean something. And I I love when people are steeped in their own stuff. You don't need to look elsewhere because everybody's culture is rich. Everybody's culture is rich, and we've all been sold a bill of goods saying that white people don't have any culture, and that is a big old lie because then it gives it gives like this permission to take the easy way out and just take from everybody else's plate. You got your own things and and they're just as beautiful and just as sacred and just as amazing and helpful. Um, Find them, incorporate them into all of your,
1: all of the things that you do. (laughs) Suzanne, I'm getting a little bit of a laugh because when you said white people don't have culture, I had this, I think it was in high school, this somewhat conversation with my friend's mom when we were over there for lunch about white people not having culture, and she she's like um, she's like well you're you're boring her mom told me you know it's boring everything you talk about is boring she, she's just telling me this everything I'm talking about is boring but she meant wow. white in general she was feeding me I wasn't gonna say shit you know but she goes but what you don't have is taste and she gave me scotch bonnet to take home she's like give this to your mother <laughs> rude rude but her food was good i will take mm-hmm. the sermon if i can get the food yeah yeah
0: and that it's not true it's, don't believe her because it's not true it's absolutely not true at all um, well and so
1: much of that like if we just want to talk about white folks in general um, so much of those traditions, depending on how how far back you go with Druids and um, even, you know, through the Netherlands and stuff like that, so many parts of that history are woven through the, the biblical traditions. Christianity, they, that's yeah, right. It really is. When they it,
0: came, when they came to those, when the Romans came to those places and the people held on tight to their beliefs, they had to, uh, they had to take the original pagan beliefs and re redo them to make them palatable so the goddess became the virgin Mary yes like that's what I was when I learned about that I was in was in my 20s when I learned about that oh my god I was so furious I was so furious They took the goddesses and made them into religious symbols they took the things that the people believed and they they remodeled them into something that they wanted them to swallow. And that's what we're left with today. But those traditions have not been forgotten. They're still there for anybody who wants to find out about them. Who were the goddesses in your people's time? Who were they? What did they represent? What did their people, your people do to when they brought babies into the world, when people died, when they were eating their food? How did they, what rituals, what did they do to bring meaning? Of course they did. Of course European cultures had those things. Of
1: course, they languages. languages, I am trying to convince one of my kids, because all of my family who speak Gaelic are gone, I can understand it, but not speak it well. And in order to mm-hmm. rebuild it, it takes forever. And I have both like if I send my, my older kids to their grandmother, my Scottish mother in law, from my first marriage, she speaks Scottish Gaelic. I have family on my side who speak both, but they're they're gone or gonna be gone soon, or they live in BC now, or I gotta go across the across the land. Well, I guess there's Zoom now, but I would like yes. my kids to pick. I don't this gotta up. go nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't gotta go nowhere. Well, we're in lockdown mm-hmm. anyway. But um, I'd like for my kids to not only learn the language, but then learn the history. Same thing with Welsh. You know, like it's, that's, that's really zoning out quickly. And it it really needs to, needs people to commit to bringing it back. Are you a little Uh, bit Welsh? um, We have uh, that whole stream over there. You know, y'all, they go top to bottom. They went from, you know, England to Ireland to Scotland. My primary people are in Scotland and Ireland, but Mm -hmm. they're everywhere. My grandfather's Welsh.
0: He's from What a rich culture. Oh my God incredibly and and i mean i re- also remember in my 20s i read a book about the ancient british warrior queen bodicea and oh my, my god yes. that galvanized me yes and i was like this was before christianity so everything that she did she fought the romans this was this was before Christianity when they first were coming here and people were resisting and that I'm like yes you see that there was a whole entire civilization a whole entire belief system every culture had had that if, there, if it was a cu- culture that were, eventually was colonized or taken over by another one there was something before that and people just need to look a little bit and find something that speaks to you and adopt that into your life whatever that woo is make sure that it's your woo that you can claim it and how freeing would it be for you to say clearly this is my thing right this is this is the goddess whoever that I that I pray to every morning or I meditate on or whatever and and know that nobody can tell you well you know I'm not really sure if you should do it how freeing is it if you, <laughs> you have your own shit that belongs to you and you can actually feel that connection with you and your own ancestors with somebody else's ancestors I have a pair of moccasins in my house that a friend of mine bought for me up in Attawapiskat that were handmade by um, an Indigenous person. Every single time I put my feet into those moccasins, I think about that woman that made these moccasins so that my feet could be warm in my house. And whenever anybody says, oh, those are nice, I, I let them know. I didn't buy these from soft mock. <laughs> you know, that store where you can get fake moccasins. I uh, didn't get them from. there. Was They were actually handmade by somebody. Uh, even when they don't need to know or want, want to know, I feel like I need to say that I acquired these in a way that was that was ethical. Because you could still wear those things. You could still have a dream catcher in your house. You just need to be aware of all this just stuff surrounding it. From Walmart. Don't buy your stage from Walmart for fuck's sake. Yeah yeah so all right go ahead and embrace the woo use make, the woo make it your own
2: find your, I'm woo. your woo.
0: yes what find is your, your woo? tell
2: us what your woo is
0: you know they're not going to tell us they're on they, no, won't tell they us never t- they people. never tell us I'm but still we're asking ask. anyway
2: yes they're gonna ask share with us your woo the pragmatic doulas at gmail.com send us your woo tell us yeah. what your woo is Woo-woo, well, I guess, and I want the title of the email to say, woo-woo. Woo, woo-woo. Yeah, There's my woo. There's so a quick
1: your, woo, I guess, woo is really simply belief system. Belief system is what you, the intention you place on something. So I guess luck really is a woo. Um, People believing in good luck and stuff, but- Which I so, have none. The, <laughs> wed- I was just thinking that wedding stuff, you know, we talked about the the gaelic part of things here and things that go way back so you know the simple act of having uh, a braid woven into my hair when I was getting married so it was kind of hidden in there wearing I didn't wear tartan over my over my gown but I had a, a blessing charm and with a stream of my Ross tartan sewn onto the inside of my gown. So these are really their luck things They're That's, it was part of my woo it was mm-hmm. important for me to have these things. Um, when I got married. So I I don't think I recognized- Yeah, luck symbolism. At that time. Yes. they were- were, Because you took it for granted, because it's so much yours. It's so much mine, the Ross Tartan Sonia and all of those things. It is important to have those things of intention with me when I made such a big life leap, you know? Yes. Many, many
0: cultures have luck symbolism. Um, Chinese culture has a lot of lucky symbolism. Um, and things that dates that are auspicious. I know in Southeast Asian culture, that's a, a thing too. Picking dates that are auspicious for weddings and so on are a big deal. Um, yeah, November 1st. year babies are
2: born. Do you remember when we worked at York Central and it was year of the dragon, I think? I think mm-hmm. you were still there at that time. Uh-huh. It was like standing room only. You could yeah. not get you couldn't do a tour because all the rooms were full.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Yes, because it was a very high Chinese population up up there. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and a very auspicious year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or trying to avoid a bad year. Um, I had a lineup of placentas, like booked, 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 booked for people at North York General. Same thing, large Chinese community. And they were like, I am not letting my kid go into the year of the snake or or, year of the rat, one of those two. They're like, nope. We are busting this kid out before that year starts. And uh, mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. And that's how intense those life transitions were for them and making sure it was done with intention. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Amazing. That's how it yes. actually lived in people's lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this was fun. I agree. We hope you learned a thing or two. Yeah. Um, like we always hope.
1: So, and we hope you hear about your woo. World. Yeah, and we want to hear about your woo too. Woo! your woo too. How's it showed up in your life? How does it show up in your birth work? Yeah. That's what I want to know. All, All right. right, so
2: we're going to say it again for the 800 billionth time, or at least the 117th time. Please. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. And if anybody on Facebook asks for a podcast, post it. Um, mm-hmm. And email us at the uh, pragmatic at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. Do it. Do that, Do people. It.
2: All right. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Come back next week. Don't okay, be an okay. idiot. Bye, guys. Bye. Please. Bye.